Wisdom, the final frontier to true knowledge. Welcome to Wisdom Trek, where our mission is to create a legacy of wisdom, to seek out discernment and insights, to boldly grow where few have chosen to grow before. Hello, my friend. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your captain on our journey to increase wisdom and create a living legacy. Thank you for joining us today as we explore wisdom on our second millennium of podcast. This is day 1,161 of our trek, and it is Worldview Wednesday. Creating a biblical worldview is important in order to have a proper perspective on today's current events. To establish a biblical worldview, it is also required that you also have a proper understanding of God and His Word. In our Worldview Wednesday episodes, we are in a series in which we are covering another detailed review of a book from one of today's most prominent Hebrew scholars, Dr. Michael S. Heiser. We are taking a deep dive into Dr. Heiser's insights into the question, which is also the title of his book, What Does God Want? And today, let's look at God's Forever Family, Part 1. In last week's lesson, we ended with a firm grasp on some obvious points. Christ is risen, all those who have put their trust in Him, what He did on the cross, and His resurrection as the only means of salvation will have everlasting life. But while we are already members of Christ's kingdom, according to Colossians 1.13, the kingdom has not yet come in fullness and finality. The same is true about the defeat and destruction of Satan and the various fallen sons of God. It is already in progress, but not yet fully realized. Satan has no claim, no ownership, no power of death over any member of the kingdom of God. We belong to God through Jesus, and Jesus conquered death so that we might be resurrected to everlasting life with Him and God the Father. Nevertheless, we are told in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2, You used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers of the unseen world. He is the Spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. Likewise, the powers of darkness have been dethroned, but they have not yet surrendered. They resist, fighting a losing battle. Every person who embraces the salvation offered by God through Jesus has been rescued and their freedom purchased already. Colossians chapter 1 verses 13 and 14 tells us, For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear Son, who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. As the kingdom of God grows, the kingdom of darkness diminishes. It is easy to get lost in the still-present evil and suffering of this world instead of looking to the future. Sometimes it's hard to remember that. But we are told in Galatians chapter 1, verse 4, Jesus gave his life for our sins, just as God our Father planned, in order to rescue us from the evil world in which we live. The Bible doesn't condemn this dilemma. It is honest about it in Romans chapter 8, verse 19. For all creation is waiting eagerly for the future day when God will reveal who his children really are. In the remainder of the story, Dr. Heiser focuses on the amazing ending. Every great epic has a memorial ending. The biblical story is no exception. Although, if you're expecting harps and clouds, get used to being disappointed. We tend to process the final act of the Bible story in terms of what we get. For example, we'll have everlasting life, not death. Now that's exciting, but everlasting life doesn't really say much. It's just a description of duration and not quality. 
quality of everlasting life emerges more in our minds when we process the end of the story as life in a new global Eden. The book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible, completes the story of this imagery of Eden. And this can be found in Revelations chapters 21 and 22. God is there. Heaven is returned to earth. Jesus is there. The tree of life is there. This Eden is actually better than the original Eden. Evil has run its course. There is no rebellion waiting to explode in the world. Creation is, therefore, perfectly optimized. There is no disease or death anywhere in the plant, animal, or human experience. There is no predation or violence. It's like nothing we've ever experienced. The Eden angle gets us closer to what the Bible itself emphasizes at the climax of the story. The passage from Romans 8 adjusts our thinkings just a bit to bring us to the real pinnacle of God's plan. All creation is groaning now to be made new, just as we do as believers. But just as with creation, we must patiently wait for that day. In other words, we are the end game to what God has been doing. Our status as His children permanently fit for His presence, and we will be present with Him permanently, which is the forefront of the Bible story. Where we live will be more than just spectacular scenery. The book of Revelation's final vision of the New Eden makes this point for us. When it begins the final scene in this way, which is found in Revelations chapter 21, verses 1 through 4. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. And that will conclude our lesson for this week from Dr. Heiser's book, What Does God Want? Next Worldview Wednesday, we will continue to learn about God's forever family as we explore our everlasting identity and partnership with God. I believe that you'll find each Worldview Wednesday an interesting topic to consider as we build our biblical worldview. Tomorrow, we will continue with our three-minute humor nugget that will provide you with a bit of cheer, which will help you to lighten up and live a rich and satisfying life. So encourage your friends and family to join us and to come along with us tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. If you'd like to listen to any of the past 1,160 treks or read the associated journals, they are all available at wisdom-trek.com. And I encourage you to subscribe to Wisdom Trek on your favorite podcast player so that each day's trek will be downloaded to you automatically. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, I am your friend as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek Podcast and Journal. And as we take this trek of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and then leave a living legacy each day. I am Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you tomorrow.